Welcome in, everybody. We've got to a Thursday, 2nd of February. Great to have your company. You're on Afternoons with Staffy, brought to you by Gulp, fueling your mission all year round. Good to have their company, normally for four hours, but on a Thursday, it's three hours, because Phoenix Nation is coming at you from three to four with Ricardo Ball. And uh, just a little gentle reminder, the fantastic league show, which is running it straight makes its return for 2023 next Wednesday. Sammy Hewitt and Tony Kemp, our two league heads, will bring that. I absolutely love that show. Uh, Wednesdays, three to four. So the stuff's coming back, crew. The, it's starting to come back. Um, when the shows start up, we've got Running It Straight. We're going to have all of our Super Rugby shows. They'll be starting to emerge from the ether as well as we get closer to Super Rugby. So all the variety across all of the... All of the station, um, it's starting to pick up as summer sport. Uh, doesn't slow down for a wee while, but the winter sports are starting to crank up. Great to have those shows coming back. Mitch McLennigan's just walked into the studios. Oh, it's great to see the great man. He must be hosting the run home tonight. He is, because Beaver's in Cape Town. I think he's playing in a tens tournament over there, so it'll be Mitch and Kirst today. Fantastic. Um, they'll be at four. So big day here on SCNZ on the show coming up today. We're going to try and get your guys and girls out there. How do you consume your sport visually or audibly? What's your preferred mode of your sports following as a fan, um, as a viewer? Streaming? Free to air TV? I saw the rating figures for the Black Clash that was on um, free to air on TVNZ. Um, Million people. That just blows things out of the water. It's, it's an amazing. So if you get TV, uh, sorry, sport on free to air, um, people come up and turn up. Are you happy with your Sky subscription and what you get for that? Um, as we know, Spark have pulled the plug, so we're going to have some free to air cricket this summer. Um, I must, that will be very, very popular. Uh, we are hoping to get a world expert on the current landscape of sports streaming, pay-per-views, all of that, and what he sees is in the future. He's been in the game a long, long time. There's some big problems with sports viewing capabilities in America now, um, with companies going broke, no one picking up the broadcast rights, and some teams creating their own broadcast hub and broadcasting their own thing, like the NBA, like the NFL. Uh, Is it something the NRL could entertain? Instead of having to watch Sky on the NRL, you subscribe to nrl.com. And away you go, fill your boots. And lots of different intonations on how that could look. Also, we're going to be talking the All Whites coach fiasco with uh, Andrew Gordy from News Hub. Jess Blewett, downhill mountain bike racer, taking part in the Red Bull Fox Hunt, which we'll expand on after 2 o'clock. And also between 2 and 2.30, that'll be a fun half hour to listen to. Rebecca Green, she's a Kiwi 3,000 metre runner. The Capital Classic is this weekend. And last weekend at the Cooks Classic, she smashed a 40-year-old record, which was previously held by Anne Ordain. So Rebecca Green, um, who's really hit her straps at the moment in her late 20s. And um, she's got a good summer coming up, end of the summer coming up for her in athletics. But let's talk sports viewing. How do you do it? What are its strengths? We complain a lot, but what do you like and how do you consume it? Because I, I get the feeling everyone consumes it differently. 0800 150 It's Midday Madness. Let's go. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah. 
Let's kick it off with uh, Kenny from Canterbury. G'day, Kenny. G'day, Staffy. How are you? Good, thanks, Kenny. Good, good. Uh, well, I do exactly what I'm doing right now, sort of travelling about and listening to the radio, and it's just a matter of timing, whether it's uh, a bit of cricket on or whatever. Mm. Um, my preferred way is actually going to the ground, though. It's just unfortunate that I've lived in Christchurch my whole life, and for the last 12 years we've had fuck all... <laughs> sorry, excuse me. We've had bugger all places to... Yeah. Yeah, so you're a big live advocate. I like that. You're a dying breed if you look at the grandstands around the country. Oh, mate, I love it. And the reason I love it, and probably the reason why I've kept loving it, is because I've gone to a couple of things overseas and it's really kept that kind of interest going. But, um, geez, it doesn't doesn't appeal to me going to a scaffold with a bit of plastic sitting there and, you know, $20 beer and $10 hot dog. I feel like that's been the problem for a decade, Kenny. Isn't that, hasn't that been the, I guess you can say, yeah. criticism or the observation of, of punters saying, I can't take my kids every, You know, we sit down and have a snack and it's 40 bucks for a snack and we just, I don't yeah, know if that's like, ever going to come right. No, and it's really hitting home now, I guess, with the cost of living and all that sort of thing. But, like, really should the best, I mean, two, two, but should the best, rugby team, club rugby team in the world be playing at a stadium that can only fit that many people and people have got to sit on a bit of plastic and on top of a bit of scaffold. Yeah, <laughs> it's not ideal, is it? How do you how do you watch your sport? Are you a Sky subscriber? Do you... Well, I'm not, but I piggyback on the father-in-law Sky account, that's nice though. Yeah. Um, who is the Sky go? Um, but I've been to a few events. Like I started going when I was in high school to the Aussie Open over in Melbourne. We did that three or four times in a row. But um, more more recently, I've been to. Well, I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years and went to the State of Origin when it was there. I think it was 2018, maybe, um, which was fantastic. Um, at the MCG, went to the AFL, went to cricket games and all that sort of thing. Played a bit of cricket over there. But then, the, I guess the game changer was going to. Um, one of the Mets games against the Giants over at City Park in New York, and that is just a whole other level. Mm. So, do you the, find the that if you're, if you're sitting in your lounge watching a sport, watching some sport on TV, it's quite a downer because your pinnacle is to be at the event? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, it's a bit of a harsh reality to face that you're not even going to get anything close to what they got overseas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, our old, the critical mass argument that I pop up all the time. We just haven't got the people to pay for the facilities we want. But, um, yeah, good to hear but you I love think, the live I sport. Think, I think what would really help, um, especially in New Zealand specifically, is probably a purpose for cricket ground in Auckland, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they would put that or what they would do. Uh, they've always talked about this waterfront stadium. I don't know what the latest is on that, but, you know. Yeah. It, and they will come back. I'm with you there, Kenny. I'm definitely with you there. Thanks for calling, bud. Cheers, mate. Thanks. There's Kenny out of Canterbury. Go to Taranaki. Talk to Scott. G'day, Scott. Hey, Staffy. Uh, Western Springs for the test venue was where uh, New Zealand cricket and Auckland cricket, I think, wanted to get it to, didn't they, at some point? But Actually, I think that, you're that right. That did end up happening. Yeah, and, Western, and the stock cars were going to go to Mount Smart. That's right. But I think that all, that fell, all on fell, a, over. fell on a sword, didn't it? Yeah. 
but yeah, a purpose-built a test venue um, would be fantastic. You know, traditional English style sort of thing, like they've got at Hadley and Otago, I think, have it as well, don't they? At the uh, University Oval and the Basin uh, Reserve. Like that. It's very nice. Yeah, the basin. Yeah, oh, how did I forget that? Wow, wash your mouth out, Scott. Terrible. Um, but yeah, so you know that uh, you know those sorts of venues would be perfect. But I consume it via um, the Sky Now app on my telly and Spark Sport with its buffering, um, and that's that's right and live, of course. But we don't get too much, you know, live stuff around here too much. But. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I consume most my sport. It's good having the Sky now because I don't have to uh, pick up the other channels with the Kardashians and that on them, um, which is great. So yeah, I mean it works best. The apps on the on the um, on the TV work best, and of course you can click into it via your mobile if you have to. Mm. So yeah, no. Skybox days are gone, really. I think. Yeah, I've still got a skybox. I'm I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I don't like change, but I know I'm probably paying too much because you can only watch one channel at a time. So why not sky go it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing, Staffy, very quickly. I know you've not got it in your things to talk about, but what the heck? The black caps need an uppercut, mate. I'm shit. Uh, I I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. and I thought, what am I going to say? You know, like just. Get home from India and start playing England, and I'll start talking about it again. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the only thing I hope, Staffy, is they learn some lessons and pick some pick some new faces because the ones they've got aren't can't do the job. Drop drop the um, uh, I've forgotten his name now. The opener, Alan. Alan, drop him. He's got to go back to domestic cricket and learn how to play cricket again because he's forgotten. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to take someone like Doug Bracewell, who's been one of our most consistent informed bowlers for a long time now in domestic cricket, if you're going to take him, play him. Mm. You know, this is the second time they've done it to this poor guy. Goes all the way over to tour somewhere and doesn't play, and they persist with guys like Tetna going at 16 and over, or Duffy going at 10s. When, you know, Dougie gives us an extra bat, and he's an exceptionally talented and very smart bowler. So... You know, I, I'm I'm just certainly scratching my head as to why on earth they pick the players they pick and, and kind of expect different results when you know they're not going to they're not going to give you the different results. They don't have it in them. Yes, yeah, I do think Finnell, and I don't say put a line through him. I'd, if you do put a line through him, just bank it a pencil on. I think he will develop like Michael Bracewell has by serving some time in domestic. Maybe they pulled the trigger too soon on him. I think there's a good cricketer in there. It just needs to develop, eh? Yeah, 100%. Learn learn the game, especially if he wants to play one-day cricket. Understand to build the innings and to, you know, obviously that's probably not his role. They want him to go out there and smash it, don't they? But, I mean, if some days bowlers are bowling well and you just got to let them bowl well for a while and understand you've got to take some, take some one or two or three runs and over for a while and then build yourself into the innings. That, that just, he gets frustrated and gets himself out, which is, you know, or technically not quite there yet. Mm. It's probably the wording I'd probably use. But uh, it'll come, Gupdor back, that'll help. Let's get Bolt back too for the for the World Cup. Yeah, I'd get Colin mm. Munro back right. just quietly myself too. That's what I'd do. Actually, yes. Mm. Yes, you're right. I forgot about Colin. Mm. Yeah, very good one-day opener. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Cheers, Scott. Cheers, buddy. Uh, let's go to, oh, I haven't spoken to him for a while. Graham, g'day, Graham. Exactly, mate. Compliments of the season to you. You too? Yeah, I've been listening, but I've been fed out, mate. Don't worry. That's right. Um, I'm a sky dinosaur too, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been with them since, they, since the first day they um, 
they set up in New Zealand. I've been with them since day one. I was with them from day one that they arrived in Palmerston North. Um, I think they were operating for about 18 months in Auckland and maybe Wellington, but they didn't come to Palmy for about 18 months, but I was the first subscriber in Palmerston North, so I'm always proud of that fact. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. Well, because if you don't have Sky, like I've got Sky Multiroom, if you don't have Sky, you can't get Sky Go, and I use Sky Go quite a bit now too. Hmm. Can you you can just yeah. get Sky as an app based. You don't have any boxes or anything, and you stream it a bit like Netflix and a bit like Spark as well, can't you? You, you can, but have you seen the adverts for the new Sky Box? No. Yeah, it's been it's been on Sky. Express your interest. There's a there's a you've got to reply to an email. And um, the new Sky Box, um, you know how how you can only record three things, two things at once at the yep. moment now. That's yep. going to double. That's going to that's going to double. The cap- um, excuse me. The capacity for um, recording room is going to increase dramatically. You get free Netflix with it. Blah blah blah. It's a hell of a thing, mate. Wow. It looks like a white a- white apple box. That's what it looks like. Okay. And so I- yeah, it's all about. It's all about to change. All right, we might have to talk to someone from Sky about what's coming up. That that'd be interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting, though, because you know, I, I don't stream like you. I, I refused when Spark took over. I thought, no way. Um, I'm sticking um, loyal to Sky. But don't forget, Sky's one back rugby, blah, blah, blah. Sky's been going hell for leather for sport, mate, and um, they've got a whole lot more sport coming back. All the Premier League's all back now. They've got all rugby. They've got it all coming back. Mm. Yes, um, and if it was at all in one place and it was economical for everyone... Uh, or for, you know, you don't want it to price themselves out. I'm looking forward to seeing that innovation. Actually, I might see if I can dig around and get someone to talk about it. Um, good stuff, Graham. Good chatting. Go well. Yeah, you too, mate. And I was a bit jealous when you were at Cracker the other day. As I did excuse the trackside up there and uh, mm. just uh, walking around for two or three days. Uh, that's just, it's just, people have just, if you haven't been, you've got to go because it just gives you goosebumps. It does, eh? It's brilliant. It's yeah, brilliant. it does. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. The money that's up there is incredible. Yeah, it sure All is. Right, mate. Good on you, bud. Cheers, mate. Uh, Grove from uh, Wairarapa, probably in Patoni, or perhaps Wainui Yamata. We'll take a quick break. Jeff the Ref from Cromwell, he'll come up straight after the break. And if you want to join in, I'm really keen to hear how you watch your sport. Any pitfalls, any enhancements you'd make, or what you really like about it? 0800 150 11 Midday Manus will continue after the break. I'm interested to hear about your streaming or sports viewing preferences, what you like, what you think could be improved, and what your experiences are, because there's so many different formats and ways to view. Now, we're going to Jeff the Ref. Thanks for holding on down there in Cromwell. Jeff, welcome in. There you go, Staffy. Can you hear me on speaker all right, buddy? Got you good, got you good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about you buggers up there, Norton. Um, not very often I do that, but uh, <laughs> you're going to obviously hell and back. Uh, like, we've only had four mills in the last four, wow. four weeks down here, you know. Um, yeah, unreal. Just unreal. I mean, it's bad enough. I know my turf, my turf buddies that look after stadiums and golf course, I mean, they'll be obviously struggling a bit up there too. Um, but but uh, fair those bloody houses and... Yeah, my heart goes out for you, buggers. If I was a bit closer, I'd be out there with the shovel helping, mate. I, I know you would. You're a uh, good, you're a good bugger like that. At least it's not raining today. Oh, well, that's good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll come right. You just got to keep the old chin up. The old man used to say, but life will get better. Mm. Uh, getting getting back to the old uh, sky, Matt. Like I, um, 
you know, when I was on bugger all, I couldn't afford Sky, but I, I was always one that wants to listen to it or watch it live. And of course, before I got Sky, I had to watch it delayed, and it was agonising, Daffy, for three or four hours. You had to wait, you know, and keep away from body, you know, everybody, your mates, your family, so it wasn't, <laughs> you can sometimes you tend to read body language, you know, and, uh, I remember coming back from the party, you know, and it's been on Sky, but I didn't have Sky back in then, but I've been watching it delayed, and I think it was two in the morning from the party, and I was coming under the uh, overhead bridge, and somebody could put the score across the, the bridge. Uh, I drove under. You mongrel! I just, mongrel, I thought that was... So anyway, and, uh, you know, I just thought, bugger it, I just can't do it. So I just got to watch live or listen to live sport, and... The thing, because I do a lot of hunting and camping, you know, the old guide, guy, uh, ghost guide's fantastic. You know, he can either watch it on, on the phone or, 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 you know, whatever. It's fantastic. And you, you just can't beat live sport. Otherwise, you miss that, you know, that experience. And look, um, I was never a favourite live streaming because, I mean, uh, it's touch and go here in the country. Sometimes it works bloody good or, or you might miss a exciting moments, Daffy, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I stuck with, with Sky all the way through, and it's good to see cricket will be back, I think, on Sky now, um, which is fantastic. It is. Um, so, yeah, that's my experience. But I, I just want to also, we haven't talked about it either, um, uh, the new tackle level, you know, below the sternum, I, I think that's, from a player point of view, you know, I've played the game, and but also in refereeing, as you know, it's going to tear up that breakdown, you know, because the, the, those 50-50 calls, all the grey area, we all call it with the referee, sort of a 50-50 call all the time where you got two tacklers, one or two tacklers mothering the tackler, you know, the ball and the tackler on the ground, and it just becomes a lottery. This is going to make the ball clearly available immediately to the pass or deliver back, you know, or the ball carrier, ball carrier. So to me, it's going to make, and the game's going to flow better. I'm not 100% sure there's going to be less or more injuries. Um, I was taught, like you, Staffy, uh, go around the bootlaces and, uh, you know, I could drop Jonah around, well, probably not, but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I dropped the big buggers around the bootlaces and I was trained, Yeah, you know, from about four or five years old, but... The thing I always like to debate is that rugby, rugby is teaching our kids uh, bad, bad habits, and and they come timid. I know when I've coached my kids up to, you know, rip a right through, and like you start tackling at eight, they they're quite timid. You know, they haven't got the technique, you know, right. But you know, we learned from four or five years old, mate, and uh, very rarely we got hurt because we were going low and had the proper technique, eyes up, you know. Head up and uh, yeah, we drop them. Most love it, love the old tackling. But yeah, from a referee's point of view, I think it's going to be a lot clearer, and the game's going to flow. Steffi, yeah, know? I agree with the flow. I don't know about the injury and about the reduction in concussion because I think it does introduce more head on hip, head on knee. Um, but that, as a as a separate issue, I agree. I think we're going to see uh, clearer definition at ruck and mall time. We're probably going to see more offloading, and I think it's going to open the game up a little bit. So from that perspective, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, less penalties, and it's got to be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Good well, to hear you from you, Jeff. You buggers up there, and 
You yep. need a holiday, come down for one of these singers' pies, and I'll take you out for a fish. You buggers up there. If you're anybody oh. in Auckland, you want to come down, look us up, and I'll take you for a fish and a singer's pie. There you go. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> mate, there's Jeff the ref. So go, head to Cromwell, just go into the local four square and say, Where's Jeff the ref? They'll put you in touch, and he'll take you for a fish and share a pie. Uh, before the news, we've got time for one more. We'll go to Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, good day, Steph. Look, um, Sky's fantastic. I mean, you know, I watch more more Sky than I did the, the three channels one, two, and three. You know, I mean, you can just get in and you get the darts, you get you get the tennis, you get uh, the, the rugby league, you get the rugby. You, you know, it's just everything. It's, and you can go through all the channels. You get the golf. It's it's just fantastic. It, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I never got um, the other one. Um, the Spark. One Spark me, I didn't get that. But um, yeah, fantastic. And just on the other thing too, Steph, you know, with the cricket, um, I think we have to go to, uh, to, I think we need to change the coach from the, uh, as, so you had, have Stead as a coach in the, um, the five day test, and you get you get another coach in to do the, the, the one dayers and the um, T20s. Also, too, some of the players, like you, you, we've got to start changing it around like that the Indians are doing and the Aussies are doing as well, or the others around the world are doing it. Because what's happening, yes, we've had great great cricketers coming through like um, Williamson and, and Taylor and that, that could play the three three different types. But I think it's time, and it, you know, Munro, Mun but I think it's time now to just have some of them just for T20 and and uh, 50 over. You know, because um, our, our middle order in T20 and 50 over at the moment, is, to me, is very poor. And it's just been been shown by last night's game you know, uh, what's happening Steph is, is we're getting one guy going out blazing 140 and we're going Shit, that's good, you take that away and the rest of them have done really have done poorly in India I think and I think it's, you know, it's time we, we need to change that up as well so you know, you, you might have a, uh, say 20 odd players around New Zealand that are, that are playing in either test, test and one day's in T20s, then you have specialists that, are, that play there, and there's nothing wrong with that. What well, do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, f- I just feel like New Zealand cricketers try and play all forms. Uh, and, you know, I'd like one to come out and just say, I'm a T20 bowler or I'm a T20 batter and I'm just going helpfully. A bit like Colin Munro did, and look what happened. They they set him aside. Um, we... we is it because we haven't got enough elite cricketers that can cover different teams? Um, so they have to transport, you know, Kane Williamson for a long time has played all forms. And because you, no. take, you take him out, we haven't got replacements. Yeah, no, I think, I think we have, Beth, but I think you did right. I think they turn around and go, oh, well, Williamson, he, you know, okay, if Williamson was, was that great in all three, he's struggling now to get, get in the India, Indian League and the, the reason the Indians are so good, and and, and the Aussies, because the Aussies have got the big bash, yep. and the Indians started up at the the um, the Indian League five years ago or six years ago. I said six years ago. I said Indian will be India will be the best side in the world. Why? Because they'll get players from all around the world going over there, but they'll also bring in the, their player, their young ones coming through, and they will learn so much off the internationals. They will be the best side in the world, and now it's coming to fruition, mm. without a doubt. No two ways about it, mate. You know, we need to change the yeah, we we need to go say, okay, Williamson, you're you're very good at, at, at um 
test cricket, you, you need to say stick to that, or or maybe just pick pick um say the the not T20s the um the 50 overs as well, or or, or just go to just go to one. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Nothing at all. Joey, we've got a scoop for the news. Always appreciate your calls, though, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Joey, day, out of Auckland. Salient points. Uh, 0800 Jump on. We have the news. Then we've got Scott. Then we've got Mikey. And you can join in back after the news. Uh, we're talking streaming services, satellite TV, free to air. How do you watch it? How would you like to watch it? What's right? What's wrong? What's the future? Scott from Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph. How are you going? Good, Scott. Um... Just, just we'll touch on both, actually, the streaming and, and the black caps. Just with the black caps first, um, as I think I've said to you uh, quite a few times now with uh, Finn Allen, I think he should have, after the T20 World Cup, should have been brought back to the Firebirds for a little while. Yeah. Uh, just to get him out of the spotlight. And, um, I mean, the problem is now, you know, he's he is really struggling. He's He's got the potential to be a brilliant batsman, but yeah, you can't keep throwing him in there when he's not scoring because it will start playing with his head and, and he will lose that confidence. And obviously the problem now is, Obviously, the Black Caps, I don't think, play a one-day again until the end of March. But, um, you know, the Super Smash is, um, you know, I think it's coming to an end now. And, and obviously, the uh, Ford Trophy is, is not too far away from finishing as well. So he's not going to have the time to go back to, you know, playing at a club level, getting some competitive games, um, you know, to hopefully try and build that confidence back up again. Um, so, you know, it's it's a shame because, you know, we, we don't want that happening to them and, and that's the problem when you throw all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I just sort of wonder about when, when like, confidence is such a big thing in cricket. If when they brought them in, they, they could just say, look, Finn, you're going to play the next four matches, then you're going home back to domestic, and then we'll look at bringing you back in for a couple of match- matches, rather than just say you're in and then be worried about dropping him and what does that do is mental state, um, just p- keep putting him in when he's failing, failing, failing. Um, I don't know that they've handled his situation that well. No, no, and especially for a young person as well who haven't, who hasn't got that, you know, experience playing for a long level at the top. Um, and, and I mean, he'll listen to outside noise. I, I know they say they don't, but they will hear. He will hear bits and pieces of, you know, everyone saying how much he is struggling in that. And and I just think, you know, if they had removed him out of the spotlight for a while, um, you know, it, it would have done his confidence the world of good. Yeah, good stuff. Good points. Uh, and. And then as well, just on the black caps quickly, I think, um, the, yeah, the fast bowling stock is, is a bit of a concern. Obviously, you know, looking at that overnight as well, but it's it's been like that for a little while. We just don't seem to have the fast bowlers coming through, um, you know, which obviously when you lose someone like Bolt, not having really anyone there to come through. And, and Lockie is, has been struggling, um, you know, as well. I mean, you know, he's not as prolific as he was when he first came in. Um, so that is a bit of a concern as well. Yeah, like I like his pace, but it doesn't seem to phase the batsman. So should I like his pace as much as I do? Exactly. Mm. And when you're facing against the Australians and, and that, I mean, you know, they're quite used to that. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, it, it hasn't really seemed to have troubled the Indians too, too much either. So ho- hopefully somewhere, I mean, I've got hopes on Ben, ben Sears coming through, but um, I know he's been struggling with injury at the moment as well. So fingers crossed. Um, and then just on the streaming side of things, um, obviously lucky to have, have had both with, with Sky and with Spark. And, and the thing I will say, the good thing 
that Spark did when they did come in was it made Sky have to improve their um, their actual app as well and actually made them reduce their cost on their app and, and made it a bit more affordable for, for people that might not have been able to afford the Dakota with the um, sport added on as well. That is a point that not many people understand is Spark did improve Sky's performance, offering and pricing. So in a roundabout way, and it wouldn't have been their intention, Spark improved Sky. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So it, did, it made it more uh, more accessible for, for other people. I mean, I think it, you could get the app for $39, um, you know, to stream it online. I know everyone can't do that because there are areas that can't do that, but um, it, it did make that easier as well. And it'll be interesting. I'm hoping that it doesn't mean with, with Spark dropping out that Sky will, will start rising, raising their prices quite a bit as well. Yeah, we'll watch and wait and see with bated breath. Good call, Scott. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Steph. Have a good day. You too, mate. Um, Christchurch, Mikey. G'day, Mikey. G'day, G'day Steffi. Um, Sky have just raised their price. Have they? <laughs> yeah, they've gone up from thirty nine to forty four ninety five. Oh, actually, they have. I got so, the, I got the email as well. Yes, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. So I'm quite surprised to hear you got the uh, the box. Oh, it's because I, 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 um, I record stuff and watch it later. That's the other. That, uh, I, I do a lot of yeah. that. And like I series yeah, link I, I, all the ESPN 30 for 30s. There's like surfing yeah. overnight. I'm not going to stay up all night all the time to watch it, so I just record it. And then when there's nothing decent on live, nothing that appeals to me, I'll go and see what I've recorded and go and watch that. Tour de France, I do it for that as well. So, Ah, uh, right, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, so for me, I just stream everything. And what I like about streaming, and I think I've mentioned this um, a wee while ago, is that you can opt in and opt out. So I've opted out. I'll wait until probably... Halfway through the Super Rugby season, I'll opt back in. What I'll do is I usually go to the pub for the first part of the season, and then when it gets a bit colder, just stay at home <laughs> and watch it that way. So, oh, I like that you're prepared to come on and admit you're a little bit soft, Mikey. Oh, well, geez, have you been to our stadium, mate? Yes, I've been so many Terrific. times. Yeah, it's Terrific. Cu- we've, had, we've had a guts full, so I, I just won't go now. Um, mm. But uh, you know the money that you pay for, which which pays for rugby anyway, mm. um, when you when you go into these sky things, you know it's fine. So everything's off my phone. So so I find that really really good. Mm. Hey, I've got a couple of questions. Yep. Um, uh, just one on the cricket. Is the cricket going to be on your station? And if it's on your station, will it be on AM radio? Um, you mean New Zealand India? Is it on SCNZ? Sorry, sorry, beg your pardon. No, the New Zealand uh, versus England test match coming up. No, we haven't got the rights for that. We weren't the rights right. rights weren't available. Okay, so because this is the other thing about you know how we listen to our sport and stuff. I mean, there's nothing nothing like working and listening to test cricket on the radio. It's fantastic. Um, but um, I've only got limited, um, you know, um, streaming. Well, what do you call it? Um, data on my phone. Yeah. So if it's on the radio, it's perfect. And I would imagine there's a few old times out there who just rather get the old AM transistor out and uh, chuck on the cricket. But mm. if that's not available, yeah. And you know, I think the people who ha- I think the people who have the rights aren't going to do it either, which infuriates me. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. You just you're just reducing your um, you know, you try and growing sport, and then you reduce your audience. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Um, which leads me to my next question. Um, which is something you guys can mull over later, I guess, is um, is NZ Cricket, NZ Rugby now sounding like NZ Football. <laughs> Are they all drinking the same Kool-Aid? <laughs> I'm going to give you a little, a little teaser here. Mitch McLennigan 
is hosting the run home, four till seven, and he is coming yeah. in hot on the administration of New Zealand cricket. So there's a little teaser for you. He's coming in the last ad break and he's got an idea of something they're going to do. I don't want to, I don't want to rain on their parade, but it is going to be good. Oh, that's good because it seems like I'll be definitely listening to that because it seems like the organisations in the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years have just all kind of gone a bit nutso and don't really so you understand what's like we all we all, we're all scratching our heads at the moment. Mm. Um, and the Z, I, I believe you're talking to someone from NZ Football, so I'll be very or somebody about that. I'm very keen to hear about that debacle mm. as well. So yes, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Andrew Gordy, one forty-five. Anyway, we've got to cook, cook on. Cheers, Good Mikey. Night. Yep. Uh, quick break. We'll come back with Ed from Tolaga Bay. Welcome back in. Uh, we're going to do our, wow, he's part of the furniture. Ed. Kia ora, Ed. Kia ora, um, What happened? Oh, yeah, I was listening to the show yesterday. Grant Batty and Brian Williams, yep. blah, blah. I remember those guys. Grant Batty had those big thighs, man, and Brian Williams had bigger. <laughs> he had but thunder um, thighs, Brian Williams. Uh, well, yeah, I think I've told the story before, but um, me and the old man, he took me to to an Auckland game at Eden Park, and um, they were playing um, um, Canterbury, Canterbury NPC, mm. and um, see our because our cousin's old Victor Simpson, you see, mm. the centre. Well, old Brian Williams coming from the wing and he'd hide him, and the old man jumped out of the chair. Man, oh, I must have been about ten years old. And he goes, "You dirty bugger!" And I didn't like Brian Williams Wilson. <laughs> if you meet him now, he is the nicest man ever. Well, I'll tell you who's a nice fella too, man, and, and, and that'll be in Brian Williams' um, vein, is that a Ronnie Clark. Oh, yes. I, we see him quite oh, often. We, we see him quite we, often here. We played sevens against him, against Auckland. I played sevens against him. And boy, big-ass man, but so humble. What a man. And the boys were hiding under the trees after the game. We were having a few beers. And um, Ronnie, Ronnie was walking around the perimeter, and he came and said hello to us. And we were going, what a top man. Ronnie, you're a top man. Um. So we'll skip that now. Hey, guess what, Steph? I was out at Karaka yesterday. Oh, wow. The, um, horse thing. Yep. Yeah, because old Brett was out there. Brett was hanging out there. And because um, our boss, he was looking at some horses. Hmm. I took Darla May with me. But oh, man, oh, man. She had her little dollies with her. <laughs> and the horses came past and she was trying to walk towards the horse and show her the dollies. I was going, get away from that horse. Get away from it. <laughs> there was one horse in the ring. And he was playing up, and he was, you know, um, like that um, high ho silver horse. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, he was going up in the air. And I was going, oh shit, get over here, my dad. Far out there. That was funny. Yeah. Oh, pleased oh, you enjoyed oh, it, mate. I know oh, we enjoyed it. Brett was going, man, I had, I had a hoop in nose. I was hoping this fellow didn't look at me. Because they were going, and, and, and they, they might have thought that was like a bit. I'll stop it Good man, Ed. Good chatting. Oh, and the other thing about, you know, the cricket uh, stuff. You know when we go and play India over in India? Yep. Isn't it hard for our bowlers to get used to their wickets? I mean, to their, yeah, what do they call them? Their wickets. Yeah, the pitch. Yeah, yeah the pitch. The pitch. And isn't it the same when they go all over the place? Yep, you've got to adapt. Ah. I feel like other teams to, adapt. Oh, yeah. They adapt well to New Zealand conditions, but we don't adapt as well when we go overseas. Yeah, so I was just saying, oh man, I feel sorry for these boys, but yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, Seth, that was me for the day. Cheers, mate. Kick on. Um, one text message here. Enjoying the show. Just having a break from removing wet carpet, jibbing, etc. Oh, Mike. 
Um, poor bugger. Um, anyway, new skyboxes. As a Vodafone TV user, I've been offered new skyboxes. One is streaming. One is streaming only. Two is both a satellite and streaming box. When I had a problem recently with Vodafone box, SkyGuy recommended I go for the existing satellite box until the new boxes are proven. Like you, I've had Sky Forever and then Sky via Vodafone TV, which was good, and eliminate storm fade. Sky price, Sky prices have just gone up. I've decided to keep my powder dry for now. Cheers, Mike. Yes. Uh, P.S. Time for urgent changes at the top of New Zealand cricket and New Zealand football, Mike. Best wishes on your clean-up, buddy. Sorry to hear you've been affected like that. We have a break. We had a heap of text messages in. We'll get us through as many as we can after this break before the news. One from Mark saying, I have Sky for rugby and NRL, etc. I only got Spark for Rugby League World Cup. I won't go to SR. I'm not sure what that is. That might be Super Rugby. As my franchise has done not very much um, for the other major provinces involved, but I do go to the MPC. I love the WWE app for premium live events and all the past shows and docos, etc. Um, never faults live streaming, unlike what I found with Spark. Yeah, WWE and UFC, they have their own streaming platforms. Like the UFC one's very good if you're into that. Uh, g'day, this is from Brian. G'day, Stefanator. I am a Sky subscriber since the mid-90s. I love the convenience of coming home, grabbing a beer, turn the TV on. It's simple. I'm in a remote rural area and where interweb is inconsistent at best and it takes 20 minutes wait on the phone to sort out any issue. Sky has all the sport I enjoy and I have virtually no issues other than a bit of rain fade from time to time. Thank you, Brian. This is the stuff we like. Personally, I thought Spark Sport was excellent, even though they had teething problems. I think Sky Sport needs to have an app like Spark Sport platform with full on-demand content. I feel like they will get there. Um, I'm with you. Yes, Spark were very below their their own expectations when they first launched. I think towards the end, they did come right. I got it for the Women's Rugby World Cup as well. Still got my Sky. Format isn't great, but Sky Sport now is even worse. It's awful. Until New Zealand Rugby and the NRL Rugby League have a real on-demand streaming service, then I'll likely keep it till that happens. Formula One, Premier League and Champions League aren't so much of an issue because those are guaranteed to be on Sky or a streaming platform because of the global audience. Got a heap more text. We've even got time for more calls, actually. We'll keep Midday Manus going to, after 1 o'clock. Um, 0800 150 Really keen to hear uh, what you like because everyone's having different experiences, different preferences. Have we got enough? And I'll find out um, from Sammy. He's a big sports watcher as well. And we've also got, um, we've hired a man. We've got a man hire. Ah, Jimmy. He was part of the 27 Club, wasn't he? Jimi Hendrix, I think. What a what a guitarist. Um, a lot of texts came in about how you enjoy your, your sport. Um, Ken texted, and I don't know if I can promote your text, Ken, but I did Google what you said to Google, and I don't fully understand it. Is there a base thing you buy? And then, I don't fully understand it, Ken. <laughs> um... Before we get on to the streaming, Craig has sent in Mayor Brown, wanting to take a break from the mayor he is having, grabs the ceremonial mayoral Mary, uh, Mary, and rides a piebald mare to a mountaintop mirror mayor 20 k's from his tennis club. He gazes at the moon, looking for the mayor Mos... 
Segovians. I don't understand where this is going. He's really interrupted by the obnoxious woman who is having a right mare. Hi, from Kimberly. Kimberly. Love it when Kimberly texts. Spark, Sky, both on phone or television. All the SNZ radio commentary via the wireless or on the phone app. Not really done any streaming yet, just a bit of local cricket sometimes. Nothing beats four days at the cricket on a cushion or a walk to Eden Park for rugby. Singing my song. Alexander Park is around the corner. Good for a midwinter night out. Prawns. I'm not sure what prawns means. I'm painting outside when the England test starts. Phone in apron pocket, sun is shining. Kimberly, you're living the life. You're living the life. Is, was the other text you read out of the reference to the to the mere, mere, mayor situation yesterday? Oh, from yesterday. Oh, it could well be when you were calling Wayne Brown the mayor. Something wrong with you. NBA League Pass is good, but the commentary is awful because they usually have the home team commentator rather than the ESPN TNT broadcasters on um, on nationally televised games. You can pick either home commentary, can't you? But what you're saying, you'd prefer a neutral. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I love the Sky Sport app on the TV. However, I don't like you need to back go back to the main menu to change the channel. Am I doing it wrong? Thanks, Andrew. I don't know. Do you use the Sky Sport app, Sammy Hewitt, or do you use a box, Sky Sport? Me, personally. Yeah. Uh, I use the parents, SkyGo. SkyGo. So this guy's saying he doesn't like you have to go back to the main menu to change the channel, or are they doing it wrong? No, there's. it is pretty fiddly with SkyGo. You have to – there's a little – hover up menu down the bottom and it says channels and you can th- but generally you do have to like exit out of it go and back go back to the menu like I yeah I, I've never liked the SkyGo streaming app and I know that they've they thought that Sky Sport now would replace people using the SkyGo app but that SkyGo is all I sort of have so um, yeah it's I find it's just it's always been what's a the headache. difference between Sky Sport Go and Sky Now Sky Sport Go is I think it's called Sky Go, not Sky Sport Go. Okay, Sky so Go. Sky Go is is Sky Online, basically. You can watch all the channels or most of the channels online. But Sky Sport now is just a sport streaming channel. platform. That's what I should get. Probably. It's only, only, is it 40 bucks a month, I think? 40 bucks for Sky Sport now? Because I only watch sport on Sky. That's all I watch. Don't get the movies. I occasionally watch Crime Investigation. but mm-hmm. um, Because I was... I've always sort of been not a not a necessarily a Spark Sport advocate, but whenever we got into this discussion of how bad Spark Sport was, because I know a lot of people out there don't like it, I would also point to the fact that without Spark Sport, if you look at where Sky was at before Spark Sport came along, their streaming service was appalling. Especially their sports streaming service was appalling. You had to pay more to watch it in HD. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, just the, I guess the lack of attention to it because it, I think they felt like, well, we've got a monopoly. Everyone watches on the TV, well, mostly, so we don't need to worry about the streaming. Then Spark Sport came along and really changed the streaming game. And now you look at Sp- um, Sky Sport, and they offer Sky Sport as a standalone streaming package, which they never used to do. You used to have to pay for your sport within a Sky package, which cost you 130 bucks a year or whatever it was. So a month, a month, a month. Sorry. So um, you know, big big pluses there from Sky from Spark Sport coming on the scene and forcing Sky to up their game a little bit. And I'm a I'm a big fan of that. So um, and, and I'll, I'll always say to the cows come, come home, Spark was cheap. It was cheap, and and. 
people like stuff for free or for very, very little. And so the people that, particularly with cricket, if we can use cricket as an example, when they signed on to Spark Sport, all the hoopla was, well, I, that's, now so many New Zealanders aren't going to be able to watch it. People aren't going to be able to watch it. And I was sitting there going, well, what about all the low middle, middle income families who can't afford Sky, who could never watch it for the last 15 years? You know what I mean? Like, you weren't going to get it for free just because it wasn't on Spark. It would have just been on Sky and you would have had to pay for Sky. But people just didn't want to have to leave the thing that they were already doing, which was Sky Sport. And to an extent, I sort of understand that. But um, see, I've always, I've always found someone. I'm going to flog a, a line that someone said to me that New Zealanders suffer from Stockholm syndrome when it comes to Sky mm. because that's what we've always had. And then a new player came into the market. Yep. But if you'd got, if you'd brought a Canadian to New Zealand and said, "Oh, here's our our sports services," and he said, "So you're telling me you get." That stuff on on uh, from company A and that's 120 bucks, and you get that stuff from company B and it's 25 dollars. It's the 120 buck ones. What are you doing? But yep. everyone's comfortable with that because we're used to it. Yeah, and in America, and you're right, in like North American stuff, the norm over there is just multiple platforms all charging sort of not micro amounts, but sort of 20 bucks a month type thing, and you just buy what you sort of want. Mm. Um, New Zealand's very, very far behind in that regard. And and, to, and the other thing as well, Steph, is that and people would come at me, and they might still come at me now, for what about rural? You know, we don't have the internet to do spark sport. you mate, got clean air. Mate, I live rural. you got, you know, tank, like, you got I, tank water. I'm living rural, right? And we don't get a lot of things out in the rural. You know, you can complain about Netflix not loading properly because you don't have the proper internet. There's a lot of other infrastructural issues. You've got 30 minutes to the movie theatre. I've got five. Exactly. I, yeah, so um, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues out there. But um, and look, in saying all of this, I did sympathise with um, people that couldn't watch like the Rugby World Cup when that was yes. off Spark because they're out in the country. I I totally get that, but I did take exception to the fact that so many New Zealanders are going to miss out on this because it's on a on a streaming platform. And I just remembered the multitude of New Zealanders who miss out on it when it's on Sky because they can't afford that mm. low low income earners who can't afford Sky. Mm. It's probably the first thing they drop when we get into a cost of living crisis. So, you know, those people aren't getting access to it. Mm. There you go. There we go. Um, here's a man that follows a heap of sport. He's probably got everything. Zaid, g'day champion. You're the life member. How do you consume your sport, my friend? Um, well, Sands is good for it. Yep. There, there we go. Thank you, Zaid. That was Zaid. <laughs> what else? Um, you guys do have the Big Bash. Um, so that's pretty good usually. Um, got a cricket commentary. Was it Pakistan? Um, you guys had all the tennis. Yep. If you wanted to listen to that on, you know, so there's a bit of sport if you don't have Sky for some um, people that can't afford Sky. Well, you can listen to Sands. That's free. You should be our ambassador. Hang on. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um there was actually something I found out. I mean, not found out, but in um, Australia while I was there, I had I didn't know you could do it. You couldn't bet on the TAB, but you could still watch sports on the TAB. New Zealand TAB. Yeah, you could still watch sports. Yeah, you can watch it, but you can't bet on it. That's an Australian law. You must bet yeah. within Australia, so you can't access uh, non-Australian betting sites from within Australia. Yeah, the thing is, right? But you, if, I was trying to start a betting account up in Australia. You have to have an Australian mobile. Yes, Australian mobile, or if you go into a TAB, you need an Australian address, correct? Yes. But luckily I found the um, the surf club would let you bet on their machines. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. You will not stop Zaid having a $5 bet. 
Um, but uh, oh, oh, and I usually watch a bit of content on YouTube. But yeah, definitely um, Sky when I'm in uh, New Zealand, all over Sky. Um, Spark Sport because they have the Champions League on there. Um, but it's good that Sky's got the Premier League back. Yeah. So happy about that. Um, <clears throat> usually UFC just watch it on um or on you know pay per view just buy it. But I have watched the odd stuff on Fight Pass as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually Sky's just a lot better. And yeah, you're right. Sky Go app is horrible. Um, like it goes on like you'll be watching something, and then next minute it goes on to rugby, and you're watching cricket. Like it just randomly just glitches out and goes on to something else. Bizarre. You'd think they would have sorted it out by now. I might try and talk to someone about Sky about their challenges and the innovations and what's coming. I'll see if they'll they'll have a yarn with me. That could be something interesting to do tomorrow. In fact. Yeah, but. But um, I'm looking forward to the Brisbane Heat tonight. They've got a big game, um, but they've got a few players out because um, Kawaja and Labashan have got to go to India to play for Aussie. So they're playing the Sydney Sixers. The winner goes in the final to play the Scorchers on Saturday. So I'll be um, I'll be watching the Brisbane Heat tonight. So they should give I'm, Baz I'm... McCullum the original opener. They should give him a call. He's in, he's down here at the moment. He'll go over for a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him over. Yeah, good man, Zaid. Good chatting, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, great man, Zaid. Hey, Steph, the other, the other thing as well, which we talked about this morning, was, you know, people, like everyone wants it to be free, right? Everyone loves things for free and they expect things to be for free. And I think sometimes people forget with sport. That some people have this idea that it's like an inherent right to be able to watch sport. When How is it any different to a movie sport mm. in terms of going to the movies and paying $30, you know, to get your ticket and your popcorn, and your drinks, et cetera? Like it's an entertainment product. Like, I don't think it should be free. If you want it to be free, and we want it all free on air, well, then say goodbye to professional sport, because that's where 90% of the money comes from. It comes from broadcast rights. Mm. So it's free to air. We don't pay the players. We don't have professional sports. It's like part of the whole shtick of the product is having to pay to watch it. Mm. So I don't think we are entitled for it to be free, right? No, I don't think we're entitled for it to be free at all. Uh, The thing about streaming and that sort of thing, I still can't get over how cheap Netflix is. I just think it's so cheap. It's less than five bucks a week and I can watch it if I wanted. I could watch it for 10 hours a day, every day. It's unlimited, right? And and it's like, yes, it's like Sky Sky Sports or Sky Movies. I think there's about eight Sky Movies channels. Mm. Netflix, they've got a thousand channels and you can choose when you watch, when you whatever you want. Yeah. And and like I it's guess so you, cheap for you, what you and get. And when you compare it to what you had before, which was what Blockbuster Video or Video Easy, you'd pay eight bucks for an overnight movie. I know. So you're getting and you've got to go and pick it up, and then you've got to go and, and drop go, it off. Yeah, and you get fined if you don't do it in time. Yeah. It's like two of those sixteen bucks is what you're paying for a whole month to watch unlimited content. You know, mm. and um, and yeah, I guess we can do the same thing with with if you were paying you know thirty bucks for a sports subscription per month mm. and the value that you get out of that you know it's mm. um yeah actually another another um we've got a man for hire in the production booth for you uh today as well with captain case helping out with the run home for the next uh, few weeks so we've done a swapsies we've got a man for home not you're a massive nba fan how do you mm. consume your basketball for years, you could never, uh, first of all, uh, Captain M reporting for duty today. Um, <laughs> or like a corporal, maybe, or a lieutenant. Lieutenant or, M. Lieutenant, yeah, M. lieutenant <laughs> M, okay. Oh, no, it's day one, private M. Private M. Pri- yeah, you've got yeah. to get that rank up. Um, no, I, 
so for years you just couldn't watch basketball? Like there was a weird period there where you would watch highlights on YouTube or something like that. Then Sky picked up a few games and you could see them here or there. But then League Pass became a worldwide thing where you can watch just about any game. The only problem with it um, is that it's very expensive. So there used to be, I used to subscribe to one that was $14, I actually think, in a, for a month. And you got eight tokens that you could redeem on whatever game you want. Because how many basketball games are you actually going to watch? That's, mm. what, two mm. a week? Mm. Um, I think like that model worked perfectly for me at that time. Fourteen bucks, like that's dirt cheap. I don't have to spend forty dollars uh, to buy all these sports that I'm not going to watch, like um, on some other streaming platforms. And I just wonder, couldn't that there was also another option where, say, you were a fan of the Grizzlies, you just wanted to watch Stephen Adams. It was about fourteen dollars just for all the Grizzlies games. Could the NRL do something similar to that? Could could Super Rugby do something similar to that? Say you love the Warriors, couldn't they introduce their own streaming platform and you just buy the Warriors faithful package for whatever fifteen dollars and you get to watch every game of the Warriors? That's what discounted towards the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, the discount comes in. Cause, well, you're actually paying more than other teams because you play fewer games. <laughs> but that's, yeah, and and do the NBA do what? Um, and I think we talked about this the other day, Steph. Do, do the NBA do? Um, what some of the other American sports do where they do the blackouts for certain markets. So like if you were, it doesn't really apply yeah. to a Kiwi, but I'm just saying if, if you had Warriors, if you did have a Warriors subscription, they'd blackout if they were playing in Auckland because they want people in Auckland to go to, to go. the game. They don't want them to just stay at home and watch it. So they black it out in Auckland. And they only unblack it out if there's 20,000 ticket sales or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, don't yeah. know if, yeah, I don't know if they would... I don't know if they do that on the NBA app, but one um, anomaly of the NBA app is that because it's not because it's piped in from America, we don't get their ads. So they leave the cameras on and timeouts and halftime and quarter breaks and things like that. And the halftime entertainment is so punishing to sit through. <laughs> they've got they've got some bloke out there with a dog, you know, walking on its front legs, or some girl <laughs> flipping bowls around with her feet. And the whole time, the loudest music is just banging in your uh, in your lounge. Is that better than an ad though? Like it almost. I want to get it for the halftime. Yeah, yeah. I'd almost want it for that. Get rid of the ads. It swings and roundabouts, man. They do too much. At, at least you get like with the NHL app, all you get in the intermissions is just a graphic of someone sharpening their blades in the ice getting. <laughs> covered and you just get that for like 20 minute intermissions wow. it's terrible you want something yeah absolutely because you've waxed lyrical about how good the formula one um packages that you buy yeah the formula one is i think one of the best streaming and it probably has to be because it's that type of sport right technology focused um it is one of the best in the world like the, what you can do when you're watching so just to give you a quick example so you got you you're watching the race you can have the real-time times like sort of superseded over the top. You can have it as a separate slide. You can click on an individual driver and to the and point... you get into their car. You can do you? the helmet cams. And I think only two drivers had the helmet cams last year, but the F1's just approved helmet cams on all drivers. So you'll be able to helmet cam all drivers. Um, you can go to pit crews. So you can pick your camera as it's going. You can pick your commentary. You can even go to the... Um, this is all live while it's happening. All live while it's happening. And you can even go... If you have it on your computer, it's probably a lot better, but on your phone, it's a bit niggly. But you can go to like the stats slide. So it shows you like Max Verstappen's on the hard tyres. He's been on it for three laps and this is his average speed. Wow. If you want to get real technical And there might it. be a real duel for seventh and eighth and you can go and jump in the eighth car, guys. Yep. Helmet cam and watch that duel. Yep. And I found myself when I did use it because quite often the main cameras just focus on the leaders and the battle that they're having. But I would quite often just go to someone in the midfield and just see what's happening there and just follow them around for a lap and see what it's 
see what it's like. That sounds awesome. It's a really good app, yeah. I really do enjoy it. It's almost yeah. like a video game at that point, isn't it? It pretty much is. I mean, the video game, the Formula 1 video game and the, and Formula 1 work very, they work tandem side by side. It all looks exactly the same. Mm. Just clean up a couple more texts. Um, I've done that one. Uh, Staffy Sky is my preferred platform by far. It may be a little bit pricey, but what they offer is far superior to any other platform. Spark Sport is and was a disaster. I couldn't stand watching the cricket on their platform. I also have NBA League Pass. They cut their price by 50% and provide a great service for all NBA games. There's a tick for NBA Pass. Afternoon staff, I would honestly sack Gary Stead, bring in Stephen Fleming as head coach and allow him to still coach IPL. Nodding my head. Uh, Staffy Streaming. Oh, I can't read that one, Ken, but I still quite, don't quite understand. Um, from a month pass is changing from March the 1st. The price of the Sky Sport now month pass is increasing to forty four ninety nine. Thank you, Michael Holdsworth. Staff, despite the criticism, Sky do an amazing job. I recall the days in the 70s when they never even used to advertise the All Blacks game was on, just that there was a live game on. Look at the coverage of the Australian Open where you had coverage of games across four courts at the same time. Currently use the Skybox, but I've been using SkyGo app due to not having to put up Rain Fade. Ah, yes, so you went to the app. Only use Spark for the Rugby World Cup. Fins up! Um, Staff, despite the criticism, Sky do an amazing job. I recall the day... Oh, I've just read that one. Why did that open again? Uh, Staffy. I have to park that one, Ken. Afternoon, staff. I love Sky. Love being able to get multi-room in a different house. <laughs> There's always a snake out there. Uh, Staffy, we are kind of stuffed here for rugby because I'm pretty sure NZRU now own a percentage of Sky. So we'll be forced for a while to continue with Sky instead of a more progressive overseas options. Um, final thing I'll say on that, if, if New Zealand rugby wanted to create their own app and broadcast, and let's say you paid... 15 bucks a month, wall-to-wall New Zealand rugby, they would not get enough subscribers for the money to add up to equal or more than what they get from Sky as broadcast broadcast partner, full stop. And remember, Sky will, they pay their subscription, uh, sorry, they pay, pay their media rights fees to New Zealand rugby and they recoup that through subscription and also by on-selling to international markets as well. It'll be a big, big thing to change. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll come back. (laughs) Pacing for purpose. Steph. Sammy, pacing for purpose. Yeah. Um, I've got a a good... um, I've got a good nag for you. Yes. Now, all you would tell me was that it was... uh, on a Sunday at Wakawaiiti. That's exactly where it is. And you told me um, it was race five, mm-hmm. uh, but you didn't tell me the horse number. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell you the horse number. Um, she's a filly. Uh, she's got great turn of foot, um, loves running the inside, and um, she's a hard six on the on the hooves. So <laughs> tell me who you think it is. <laughs> Seven squares here. Um, is it what? Has it got a good draw or a bad or a wide? A good draw or a wide draw? I would say medium rare. Towards the wide side. <laughs> okay, I think you've gone. Maybe Sister's Delight number Spot eight. Spot on. Really? Spot on, yeah. 
You've now there's an omen. Yeah, you've picked the winner, as have I. Uh, wide draw, but you know, been running well in recent spurts. Uh, starts big finish at Medfin last night. Was start. a big at the grass at Medfin. Yeah, the big grass. Artificial. No, they don't race on artificial grass. Well, not down in New Zealand, but they have been known to do that in Hong Kong. And pretty we, open, pretty open race actually, with a couple of couple of chances in there. But I reckon Sister's Delight um, is going to give us the chocolates. She's a good kicker. Okay. Great, great thighs. <laughs> Brian William-esque type thighs. So they say. Yeah. yeah. Named um, after BG, actually, that one. Is it? Yeah. Sister's Delight. Yeah. Don't quite understand that. Um, so second from the outside. Yeah, it's actually got quite good form in there. I'm just trying to see if there's one that I'm particularly... We, we actually picked the winner last week. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But we're still well, well last. twenty. Yeah, we're still well last on the, on the, on the standings. In but, this season. But it's all about the dubs. It's all about the green. All right. Um, go, sisters. The light. Waka Waiiti uh, is race five, number eight, second from the outside. It's only a 2,000-metre race. Do you think they'll spend a penny early or save it up for one more run at them at the end? That's a good I mean, question. Pattern of racing, crypto? Or? No. Pattern of racing suggests um, they might just ease back, try yeah. and find some nah, cover. Take your time, especially get, with, the, with the rain recently. Yeah, get a wanna... cart around. Waka Waiiti, I've never heard of that place in my life. Have you not? No. Nah. So Where is it? Amaru. Oh. oh. Um, Private M. Do you, have you heard of Waka Waiiti, have you? Just uh, down there by Palmerston, sort of. They actually got quite a nice uh, little boutique raceway there. Oh. Sort of like, a, like a brutalist sort of concrete stand uh, <laughs> with an open stand on top. I think from the top stand you might be able to see the sea. Um, but yeah, wow, see views. Sounds like you've picked an absolute winner, though, Sam. Yeah, the research, which is what we do. It's important to the Thighs on it, I'm hearing. Big thighs. Thunder thighs. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get her home. Uh, what I say, she's a filly. Is that true? Because if I've hit that on the head, I'm very proud of myself. Well, what sisters delight? Yeah. Well, once you're seven, you haven't been a filly for four years. Uh. So it's a mare, but it was a filly when it was a youngster. A mare or a mare? Mare. Okay. M a r e. It's not going to have a mare, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's um, side by better's delight. Side by better's delight. Ninety-eight starts, eight wins. Oh. Has let's it, hope for the best. Let's see if it's run at this. It's run at this track seven times for two placings. Um, oh, we have to have a break because we're going to talk some TAB uh, after the news, and also who else have we got coming up? To, oh, we've got Andrew Gordy on the uh, New Zealand football. We've got a coach. No, we haven't. That's coming up after the news. Uh, I think he's there, um, but he's not. Um, so yes, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Uh, give us a call, we'll play Show Me The Money straight after Brian Popwell, who's just dropped off. Oh, we're doing them after two. There we go. So we'll do Show Me The Money now. Jeepers, creepers, play that music. Please. Show you the money. That's not so good. Show me the money. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Well, that's snuck up on me, hasn't it? Full time snuck up on me. I haven't even worked out what I'm going to take. Um, and I don't even know. I'm just trying to quickly. I've got an inkling what I might do. Yeah, I've got what I'm going to do. I've got what I'm going to do. So, um, have you. I, loads of calls, Sammy. You're going to have to quickly use that randomizer to see what um, yeah. number it lands on. Uh, I think we got uh, Barry from Palmy North. Oh, what a great city, Barry! Welcome in. 
Beautiful. Right, this is how it works. Uh, I pick a leg, Sam picks a leg, Private M picks a leg. Um, which order should we do it, Sammy? Uh, I'll start with you, actually, this week, if we can, Steph. Certainly. Well, I'm very much looking forward to this uh, competition. I'm... I'm a, what do you call it, a casual viewer of this, but in Rugby World Cup here, I think the Six Nations takes on a lot of weight and a lot of importance. I'm going to... I'm going to start this weekend? This weekend. Wow. We'll be covering it off tomorrow on the show, Sam. Um, we'll get a guest in from the Northern Hemisphere. Sure. I've just told you that, so could you please get on oh, to I it? know, just the man. Oh, good. All right. Um, so I am going to take, in game one, Ireland, 12 and under, Versus Wales, two dollars sixty. Sprinkle the salt. One to twelve is interesting. You don't think they'll do a number on them? Not game one, and it's in Wales. A little bit rusty. Okay, yeah, good. Like you're thinking, actually. Like you're thinking. I'll just give you a little. Uh... Show me the money. Mm. There we go. Little pepper. Little bit of pepper. Okay, so you hang fire, Barry. There's our first leg of our four. We go to. Ah, uh, let's go to private M. Private yeah, M. Private M number two. What kind of what kind of numbers are we looking here? Like a nice easy one. We want yes. to get this one home, don't we? Yes. Well, given that we've pretty much only hit one of these in the history you of it. You always say one. We've done two. Okay, we've hit two in the history of this oh, uh, okay, show. We sort of tempted now to just keep it low and go for something short. That takes a lot of uh, pressure off me. Then um, yes. My pick tomorrow is the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be playing the Indiana. Paces. Now the Lakers are away. That means that their price goes up a little bit, uh, but only to a dollar eighty. I think uh, LeBron is going to try and track down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record uh, in as short a time frame as possible. So I can't see the Paces getting over them. Lakers tomorrow, dollar eighty. Like it. Show me the money. Very tasty. Now I I'm in a little bit of panic today, Steph, because I didn't really get time to have a look at what I wanted to go for. Uh, does that concern you? Because I know what you're going to do. Mm. I'm going to stay in my ballpark. Well, I don't know what else I'm to going pick. In what would you like me to pick? Is there anything else you'd like me to pick? I mean, there's no other sport going. Actually, no. You know, what? I might go golf. Can we go to Barry and I'll give a golf. I'll get a golf. Okay, line. let's find out from Barry. What Lee? Uh, what would you like to take, Barry? That's happening over the next few days. Yeah, I made him for you from a race for uh, to win on. Um, number eight, Gwen's daughter, at three eighty. Three eighty. I see it. Frank Ritchie trained, astute trainer. We've got Ashwin g- going to Sami. Drawn yeah. one. Yes, yeah. Gwen's daughter. Oh. Uh, right. So you just want straight up win at three dollars eighty, Sam. Uh, New Plymouth on Saturday, race four, number eight. Right. I've just, I'm just trying to get there here. New Plymouth. Race four, number eight. Race four, number eight. It's already Got short. It. it opened at four. It's into 380. What, just as we've been talking? Well, I think people just understand what an astute judge Barry is. Right. Well, I'm just going to give you a little show me for that one, Barry. Um, right, Steph. Now, I am struggling here with the golf because um, I've clicked on it. And is there no PGA event this weekend? Maybe there isn't a PGA event. Do There's I've... a PGA event every weekend. Yeah, but I'm trying to... I've only, got, I've only got I've only got the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Well, that's it. Pebble Beach. That's it's just this is the Pro Am. Yes, that's it. The amateurs play at the same time, but it's a oh, professional. Oh, so it's draw. called the Pro. I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what it's you called mean. the Pro Am. Um, well, I'll go for the top ten, uh, a top ten finish, and Victor Hovland. Did you say? Did I? I don't know. 
I didn't say Victor Hovland, but should I say Victor Hovland? Well, it's up to you. It's, it's up to you. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Patrick Fitzmatthew. I like them, actually. Um, I think I'm going to go for Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Top 10 at $2.25. Um, yeah, and, take him. And if I throw that into the mix, Steph, I'll let you know that we are currently sitting at $40.01, which means if I put our $50 show me the money bonus bet on that, we get a grand total of $1,950.70. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, you could spend that at Terrace End on a Thursday night, Barry, if you win that. You're bloody right. I'm going to Albert. <laughs> Go to the Albert. <laughs> oh, oh the Albert Tavern. I love that. I used to work yeah. there many years ago, Barry. Oh, you, you probably served me. No, I didn't work behind the bar. I worked with the band uh, back in the day. But, oh, sorry. But um, you sound just young enough to have been there at the same time as me. Anyway, you were in the public bar, wasn't the lounge bar? Yeah, yeah, no, I was public all the way. Good boy. Hey, good to talk to you, Barry. Yep. Good, good to have a beer and a fight, wasn't it? That, that was it, mate. That was it. Oh, Barry, love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a break now. We're coming back with Andrew Gordy. Who's going to coach the All Whites? Now, I watched the news last night, and it was pretty much looking like uh, Herdman, the Canadian, was coming. Uh, they pretty much said so, and today it's not happening. So to walk us through the process of communication through the last 24 hours, uh, News Hub's uh, wonderful newsman, Andrew Gordy, joins us. Uh, Gordy, it's a head-scratcher, or is it not? Nah, it's not really, Steph. Afternoon to you, afternoon to the listeners. Um, but the one thing I'll say is that these developments over the last 12 to 24 hours, I think, are pretty embarrassing for New Zealand football, and their communication is really what's to bluff. Um, if, we, if we walk things back a little bit, yesterday they obviously announced a couple of games for the All Whites against China coming up. That's great news. Um, they said that the side will be led by interim coach Darren Baisley. Now, there's a key, key sentence in, in this press release. It says that he's going to lead the team on an interim basis. The leading candidate for the permanent All Whites head coach role had to be called upon to help manage a family health issue. Now, that was pretty easy to find out because all you had to pick up, do was pick up the phone and anyone who has any kind of knowledge in football circles within this country uh, very freely up the fact that John Herdman is who's dealing with a family health issue at the moment. So essentially by deduction, New Zealand football confirmed and effectively announced who their permanent, oh, sorry, their leading candidate for the All Whites job. Mm. And then you have Andrew Cragnell yesterday speaking in reaction to confirmation of these games, admits on the record that their preferred candidate has three terms, is 100% on board. These are quotes. That he's 100% on board, he's keen, uh, but it's simply this family issue that's come up that meant that he couldn't take up the job. Now, the reporting of all these facts, it's quite clear, has brought this issue to a head. Um, the alarm bells obviously were set off over in Canada. And within, and we're talking 12 hours, John Herdman has recommitted his future to Canada football. And within his statement, this is the pretty obvious part. John Herdman in his statement says, success at this level will always invite opportunity. I've received several offers in recent months, all of which I've turned down, including an offer from New Zealand football. So John Herdman confirms he had an offer to coach the All-Whites from New Zealand football. Now, either we're saying John Herdman is lying, which I'm not prepared to say that, um, 
or New Zealand football offered the job to someone who wasn't their preferred candidate. Now, which part of that do you believe, Steph? <laughs> do I even need to say? <laughs> We've been played. Today, We've been played. Like, yeah, I think we have. I think we have. And look, that in, in work and in business every single day of the year all over the world. Someone who's in a position gets offered a job elsewhere and uses it as leverage to remain in their current job. Uh, uh, it's, that seems to be the logical thing here. And look, even yesterday when I was told, I was shocked when I, when I found out that Johnson was the leading candidate for the all white job and they were confident in getting him. I was like, boy, oh boy, that's a massive coup. But of course, I'm sitting there going, why on earth would John leave the Canadian coaching position where they're going to be, remember, hosting or co-hosting a World Cup in just a few years' time? What an opportunity that is. Mm. Why would he be coming down under? Um, and, and I suppose returning home, as you, you could spin it that way. Um, and I don't know, I suppose perhaps he had his own personal reason. I'm really not sure. But I think now it's becoming clear that perhaps he was never completely serious about that or perhaps his situation changed. I don't know. But what is not in doubt here is that Johnson categorically was New Zealand football's leading contender, leading candidate to be the next coach of the All Whites. And I think what is now apparent is that their leading contender has changed because their leading contender has dropped out of the race. Did, they've obviously gone too soon with the, with the announcement that preferred candidates and it's just pretty much across the line and gave so many clues, as you say, you could deduce who it was. But they've just gone a day too early. They've just gone too early because they were so excited at the prospect of having them. We'll put it this way, Staff. If yesterday when they announced these games, they simply said, we're excited to announce that the All Whites are playing two games in China, uh, sorry, two games against China, um, and Darren Baisley will be our interim head coach as the search for a permanent All Whites head coach continues. Mm. We wouldn't be having this conversation. No. Was that? The, I guess the next important question, uh, talking to Andrew Gordy from News Hub, is where to from here? Because my understanding, these Buckingham's making a fortune in India. I don't, I don't think the Phoenix and New Zealand football relationships ever been good enough for them to allow Ufuktale to do two. Um, I just, don't, where to? What happens? Yeah, that's a really good question, mate. Really good question. I think, um, I think Ufuktale has spoken this afternoon, and I, I think. Or so I've heard secondhand. Haven't heard this with my own ears yet, but uh, I believe he said that ship has sailed. Um, and so, uh, yes, in fact, that that ship has sailed. Yeah, ever reliable, Jason Pine. Um, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. Um, and what that means for Ufuk Tele's future, either with the all or Wellington Phoenix or both or neither, is is very difficult to say right now. But you're right, Dears Buckingham obviously on um, a great contract. So I would imagine over in India. Um, but look, money isn't everything for, for everyone, so I don't know that we can definitively rule Dez Buckingham out of the picture. Um, there are certainly other names that have been met. Paul Nevin's an interesting one, I think. Uh, he's a former New Zealand Knights coach. And that's a blast from the past, obviously. Um, I always found Paul fantastic to deal with. Um, and I, and I, I, the feedback I had from players who played under him was a good coach. And most recently, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of startling, really. He's been part of Gareth Southgate's backroom staff for England. He's been regularly seen on the touchline during World Cups, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously got that experience at the highest level. Um, I don't know whether he is someone who would be seriously considered as a, as a permanent all-whites head coach and whether he would be here. Um, and there are other names that have been mentioned that I probably won't go into right now, but um, 
some interesting sort of left field ones that I, I probably hadn't considered and ones that would uh, certainly not be ones that would come to mind for the New Zealand football community. But I think what is quite obvious now is that the, the person who was New Zealand football's preferred candidate for this job has has decided to go in another direction and they're back to square one. Wow. Amazing. Hey, Gords, I know it's an incredibly busy day for you. Really appreciate you uh, just sort of explaining us through that um, horrible cobweb with fly spray all over it. That is New Zealand football. <laughs> all good. Cheers, mate. Andrew Gordy out of New Sub. Always appreciate his time. We'll be back after a short break. Sorry, work got in the way of my SENZ listening for the last two days. What was the reaction to Fletcher's, Fletcher's rumour that Roger Tuivasashek is returning to the Roosters? Uh, Zane and Ken, okay. Cheers, Mookin from Sydney. I've heard the rumour that Roger Tuivasa-Sheik is returning to league next year as well. I would suggest that it was the Warriors. Um, what's my reaction? It wouldn't surprise me, is my reaction. Have I got any um, good oil on that? I'd say it'd be two-stroke oil, so not the good quality four-stroke. But there is a bit of whisper out there that he might be doing that. Um, be interesting to see. We're coming up to the 2 o'clock news after that. Next half hour is going to be an absolute ripper. Jess Blewett, she's a downhill mountain biker, followed by Rebecca Green, the brand new New Zealand 3000 metre runner who broke Anne Ordain's national record. Both of those wonderful women between 2 and 2.30. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Right, a delayed start. Um, failed to load away in the first time of asking into the barrier, but we've got him in the stalls. Brendan Popperwell joins us from TAB. Pops, g'day. Hey, Staffy. Yep, sorry about the false start, but uh, yeah, we're here, and I'll, I'll, I'll get straight to it because the game's about to start very shortly. It's in the NBA. Uh, we've taken some hot, hot cash uh, <laughs> under the hot, hot sun uh, <laughs> uh, around the Golden State Warriors. Uh, to win this afternoon. Our, our biggest bet around them uh, is 5,300 uh, on the Golden State Warriors to win this match. So this is uh, our big NBA go uh, for the afternoon. And the current price where they're sitting now is $1.43. The Timberwolves, two seventy-five, And just to top it off to go along with the uh, Golden State Warriors, the total points over 241.5 at $1.85. Uh, we've seen a number of uh, strong $1,000 bets around that, uh, that that line too. Right, you snuck that in. There's only five minutes till that one tips off. Sammy Hewitt's just told me, actually, that Boston have scored 40 points and they're still in the first quarter. Just by themselves, they've scored 40 and they lead by yeah. 30. Insane stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is insane. Yeah. Um, no, good, good. I must say, NBA is, uh, look, it's always hot, a hot ticket, but uh, we've seen some really good action over the NBA in the last couple of days, so... Yep, mark that game down as a watch today. Uh, big bash, big bash. Sydney Sixers uh, is $1.45. Punters cannot get enough of the Sixers. Now, this is probably also down to Brisbane Heat losing a couple of key guys uh, and the likes of Kawaja and also Manus Lubbershane. Uh, so the Sixers won 45. They do lose Steve Smith, uh, who's scored a truckload of runs for them in the last few games, but we took 3,000 on them. Uh, we're taking a couple of thousand on them today, and they're very strong favourites in that. 
And if you're looking for a power play to maybe uh, sink your teeth into, each team to hit five sixes in the match currently sits at 375 best pack, best pack power play. Oh, nice stuff. Awesome, Pops. Thanks for jumping on. I know you've got a busy day, so do we. We'll catch up again. Cheers, Steffi. Thanks, man. Cheers, buddy. Uh, TAB.co.nz um, and or the app. Look at all those power plays. The Big Bash, yes, um, they're getting pretty damn close towards the grand final. I think this is the third to last game. Sorry, Zayda, don't follow it as close as you. Uh, the Sixers and the Heat are going off tonight. Uh, Sydney Sixers, one forty-five. Brisbane Heat are at $2.60. Um, Ken suggests I need to get a hold of Roger Tuivasa-Shek because these rumours are out of control. As far as I know, they're just rumours. And Ken knows. He's the man on the ground with the Blues. He's the man on the ground with the Blues. Um... Jim from Tamuka says, is the new All-Whites coach... Oh, is the new All-Whites coach... No, hold the phone. He's throwing his toys out of the cot, and he stormed off. Hasn't been handled very well. Hasn't been handled at all. Uh, Dino says, didn't enjoy Spark Sport. Uh, it was a joke. Never had it. Didn't want it. And I hope Sky get the full rights back for the cricket. That's from Dino. Um, um, don't know what that is. Uh, I pay for... This is Phil. I pay for the NFL Game Pass, which works great. It has every game and has short and long highlights of all games. I like that option. I also changed from the Skybox to Sky Sport Now last year, and since they upgraded the app, I've been pretty happy with this Sky Sport Now, except it would be nice if it was easier to flick between channels. That seems – we've had a few comments like that. So um, uh, had a few comments like that. So uh, one quick more one. Kia ora boys, just a welfare check in on Sam Hewitt. Not only with his house, his house is fine, the road's not so much, and he hasn't had slips. He's up, he's up high, so he didn't get affected by the flood. And also uh, Tom Brady <laughs> pulling the pin again. Are you all good, Sam? You all good with Tommy Brady? Yeah, he gives me a nod. We'll talk about Tom Brady soon. So um, we're just, just trying to get up um, our next guest. And he's just testing the line. And I'm not sure if they're ready. They, uh, they are ready. They are ready. Well, a new star was born. Well, not born. Emerged into my consciousness in the weekend at the Cooks Classic. And it is Rebecca Green, the new New Zealand record holder for the 3,000 metres. She joins us now. G'day, Rebecca. Hey, how are you? I'm great. You must have been stoked in the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Quite a shock, but yeah, pretty, pretty happy with that. Did you feel like you had a New Zealand record-breaking time in in your legs? Um, I wasn't actually too sure what the what the record was beforehand. I just sort of jumped on the back of the Aussie girls and just sort of tried to relax and just go round. And I wasn't actually sure of the time at all until I'd finished. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a bit of a surprise, really. And for those who don't know, it was Anne Ordain's record, one, one of the great um, former New Zealand uh, female athletes. It's, um, that's real kudos to you, Rebecca, to now be the New Zealand record. Oh, I, I, think that, I think that's wonderful. Can you tell us about your, your recent times in athletics? You, you seem to be in career-best form. What's happened? <laughs> yeah, I sort of, I've done athletics for a long time, since I was about 10 years old, starting with children's athletics, and then sort of had some success at high school and ran pretty well there and then uh, went off to America and ran pretty bad there um, <laughs> and I've just sort of sort of come back, been back about five years and just a few things have clicked this season. Um, had a change of coach and just uh, back in Dunedin which is a pretty chilled out place so 
yeah, things just seem to be clicking better um, and just have more consistency, really. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you about the change of coach, which I think is fantastic. But the really interesting thing to me is he also coaches um, young Mister Tanner and young Mister Wild, who've got a little yep. bit of a crazy gene in them. Um, that'd be good times to train with. Do so you get to train with them? I'm actually coached remotely by Craig, so um, I'm down in Dunedin, so I haven't actually got the chance to train with them. But I'll be on the same team as. Sam for the mixed relay for World Cross Country in a few weeks. So hopefully get to do some training with them then, but they're probably a bit too quick for me anyway. <laughs> oh no, mate, mate, they're just rabbits. You can catch, just pretend they're the Aussie woman that you chased the Monganui. Yeah, yeah, true. Yep. <laughs> and now you've got another big race coming up too. Tell us about that. Yeah, so tomorrow night in Wellington is um, the 3000 metre national. Um, we sort of have different nationals for those kind of odd distances um, outside of the normal nationals, which is in about a month's time. Um, so, yeah, the 3K nationals is tomorrow at 7.05pm in Wellington. Oh, when do, are you in Wellington yet? No, I'll head um, in Auckland at the moment, so I'll fly, fly down tomorrow morning. Oh, right. Well, mate, you're in red-hot form. You must, you must be feeling go- good you. good going into the Nationals and saying, righto, um, I've now got a target on my back. Uh, look at it for the whole race. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I can sit behind some other people and don't have to lead into the wind. It's pretty windy in Wellington usually. So, um, yeah, not sure how the race will play out, but hopefully I won't have to lead. <laughs> <laughs> so have you made any... Um, noticeable changes maybe to preparation or training or diet or recovery or anything like that to to help you find this great form that you're in? Um, I think I've just had just honestly more consistency. Running's pretty simple, just, you know, consistency over time um, leads to good performances. I haven't been injured touch wood for a long time, which helps, and I haven't been sick for a long time, which helps. So, um, yeah, I've just had a good base season, been racing a little bit less than I usually do, and yeah, nothing too drastically has changed. I just think I've just been doing the same thing consistently. And are you from an athletic family? Is it a, is it a pursuit that you just sort of fell into, or did you have to go and find it? Um, no, my yeah, my sisters, I've got one older sister, and she's a professional crosser athlete, so um, yeah, a lot of, um, yeah, I suppose some athleticism in the family. Um, but yeah, parents just always sort of made, made sport fun for us. So got us, um, sort of made holidays around different sporting events like the Colgate Games. Um, and so it was always fun for us and we always wanted to do sports. And I understand you are one of the the good athletes. We we produce so many good athletic uh, people in New Zealand. You went off and um, did a uh, did a degree at the University of Florida. Uh, are they the are they the yes, Gators? The Gators. Gator, Golden uh, Gators. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy that? Did that change you much? Um, in terms of running, it wasn't great. Yeah, I think we just got a little bit burnt out over there, and it's a pretty cutthroat system. But um, I love. I love my time there. I love the people I met and um, the university experience was kind of just like the movies. So that was pretty cool. And did you did a, um, I think you were studying something to do with food science or something like that, was it? 
Yeah, started off at Otago doing food science and that transferred into agricultural economics over in America. And so um, you obviously have to train really hard and recover hard. Is it, are you working as well? Are you having to really um, juggle a life? Well, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's also made a big difference because I work part-time for a company called Femi, which is females coaching females. Um, and we coach them sort of around their menstrual cycle and um, for running. So that's really flexible. It's remote. You pick your own hours, and that's enabled me to be able to travel um, for races and also train when, when suits me best. So that's been a big difference as well in terms of being able to train consistently. That's wonderful. Well, hearty congratulations for your performance last weekend. Um, I've got the feeling it's not just a flash in a pan. You're just going to go from strength to strength now. And uh, I'll be watching with keen interest as you take on the championships tomorrow, isn't it, in Wellington? Yes, awesome. Thank you so much. Go well. Good chatting, Rebecca. See you later. Thanks very much. Rebecca Green there, the new 3,000 metre record holder breaking Anne Ordain's 40-year-old record. Think about that for a minute. That's how hard it's been to beat. It took 40 years in Rebecca Green, and she's taking part in the National Champs, uh, National 3000 Metre Championships tomorrow down there in Wellington. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to catch up with a fox, part of the Red Bull Fox Hunt. Well, there's a fun weekend coming up for you people that want to make the trip down to Queenstown, down to Gadrona. It's called the Fox Hunt. And one of the foxes is on the line with us now, Jess Blewett, uh, Red Bull athlete. G'day, Jess. Hello, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm pretty excited about this fox hunt, but I don't have to put all the gear on and go straight down a hill chasing, uh, chasing people trying to catch them. Can you explain to our listeners exactly what the fox hunt is? Yeah, so actually this is the first time that Red Bull Fox Hunt will be coming to New Zealand, so... February 11th, but yeah, basically there was three foxes that chase a whole group of, well, 150 people, hopefully, uh, down the hill, and yeah, you want to make it to the bottom first so, and not be caught by the foxes. So they led 150 people on mountain bikes going down a hill. How far behind do you start? Uh, we start just a couple metres behind them and hopefully – tag in not too far behind the front of the pack. So we have a little bit of work to do. So, yeah, that's myself, uh, Brooke McDonald, or Bulldog, and Remy Morton. <laughs> Bulldog. So, good fun. Yeah, Bull- Bulldog. What's, are you Pekingese? What's your nickname? Oh, I don't actually have a nickname yet. Right, it's Pekingese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, this, is, this, is this fun or is this serious for an athlete like you? Whoops. Uh, uh, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh just dropped out there a little bit. I'll ask you I'll ask you again if this is good fun or or is it is it a serious competition oh, yeah. for you or is it got just fun? Back. Oh, you got me back now? Oh uh, it's just fun. Yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, we're back, we're back. Don't know what happened there. Right. Um but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, good fun. It's a bit of a kind of elbows out and, like, gets a little bit hectic. But, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I'd say it's fun. And there's really good prizes up for grabs too. 
Yeah, so there's prizes for fastest three male and woman. And uh, I believe the top prize is a Trek bike valued at 5.6K. So, yeah, if you haven't already signed up, sign up. Maybe you'll win. Could win this. So, yeah. <laughs> I've just looked on the terms and conditions and like the frequently asked questions and it says, can I use an e-bike? And it says, no, you cannot use an e-bike. But it doesn't say I can't use a motorbike. So I'm thinking of entering. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon I've got you. Oh, I think you've got me if you use that, but <laughs> I'm not too sure that's exactly fair. But, <laughs> hey, just, yeah. a little, just a little bit about you too. It wasn't too long ago you were about to embark on a career as a skier um yep. and now you're on a bike i want to say very different but quite similar too mountains downhill i guess balance picking lines picking paths and being brave very yeah i would say very similar um yeah i mean both have high speeds as well and picking your lines so a lot of people actually either come from a skiing or a mountain bike background uh and then jump into downhill and so that's how I happened to jump straight into it and it's all kind of pretty familiar in different ways of course but yeah same adrenaline rush or has one got a little bit more of a surge oh I think downhill is a bit more of a surge yeah it's uh I guess skiing is like the same ski piece there's no rocks or trees or roots to kind of smash into (laughs) or that are like coming to your face so uh, yeah, it's a little bit more full on. Uh, of course, ski racing, we're just in between gates. Um, but yeah, both are pretty full on. And these Red Bull do such a good job with it's, this isn't, well, it's not really an extreme sport, but they, they sort of keep up with the times, the Red Bull, and they go to venues that, that test the athlete. But people can watch. Um, you're getting Joe Public can go and, and take you guys on. They, they really throw open the doors with some new, um, pretty innovative type events like this fox hunt. Yeah, they uh, definitely open the doors for a lot of things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone can come and watch this or be a part of it. And I guess that's the cool thing about Red Bull is, yeah, these events get put on and anyone can give it a go. I mean, of course, for this, though, you do want to have some bike skills. <laughs> so that's highly recommended. Um, but, yeah, little, anyone can come give it a go. So, little yeah. disclaimer there. If you can't ride a bike in the engine, you fall off. You cannot <laughs> sue Jess Blewett or Red Bull. What's your favourite flavour of Red Bull? Are you a sugar-free type of girl? Ooh, nah, I just like the original. Yeah, Old school. The OG goes good. <sighs> yeah. Don't or, mind. Or watermelon. I do, I do like the watermelon. Yeah. Don't mind the sugar. And what else after the fox hunt? What does uh, how far ahead is your itinerary for the for the rest of twenty twenty three? We have our national champs here, so actually in my hometown, Queenstown. Uh, Yeah, which is basically defend the sleeve. So when I race World Cups, you get to like race with the New Zealand sleeve on. It basically means you're the national champ of New Zealand. So it's. uh, yeah, gunning for that one. And then I'm off to the World Cup, uh, I guess, yeah, full World Cup scene for the rest of 2023. Well, and you wear the sleeve in the World Cup events as well? Yeah, yeah. The fastest of each country normally will have a sleeve on. Oh, brilliant. So, uh, yeah, you're on the world stage, New Zealand champion. So 
I, I'll leave you with this, Jess, uh, but just as a little bit of a little bit of a um, a confidence surge when you're on the start line of those World Cup events. Here's your little lineup: believe in the sleeve. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's good. There you go. Hey, Jess, awesome to talk awesome. to you. Have so much fun down in Queenstown, the hometown, with um, the fox hunt, the Red Bull fox hunt. It is on. First time ever here. Be a part of it. Wish you all the very best, Jess. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. There she is. Jess blew it. Go and get it. Go and get it at Condrona, straight down the hill, chasing 150 mountain bikers and a $7,000 bike up for grabs for... Fastest man and fastest woman. That is brilliant. That is just brilliant. I'd love to watch that. I think there's a thing called um, talking about streaming and how you watch sport. I think Red Bull has a Red Bull TV thing, so you can probably watch that. It'll be epic, and they'll have drones and the whole shebang. Oh, three questions, one answer. Can you crack the vault? Boston are just Boston. Uh, they've just pucked off the against Celts, uh, Toronto. The Celts are playing. The Bees are playing. TV Twelve just hung up the boots. The cleats. Sen's go. got Sen's go. got ball by ball of the India Australia Test series. It's all happening. Fantastic. It's all happening. Unrelated, but fantastic. <laughs> um, three questions. Three questions. One answer. One answer. Can you? Dan from Hawke's Bay. Dan from Hawke's Bay wins the uh, the opportunity, shall we say. G'day, Dan. How you going? We are good. We're going good, Dan. And I'm hoping, I am hoping you've been listening the last few days, so you've got a bit of an inkling. To be fair, Staff, I've only heard it on Friday, the first day, and Monday, but Oh, After Monday, start. I had a little inkling, but yeah, I've mm. heard the last couple of days, so yeah. I love an inkling. Love an inkling. Love and an inkling. in fact, the other listeners uh, from Tuesday uh, had an inkling, wrong inkling. Uh. So you didn't actually, you haven't actually lost anything. So you get three yes/no questions, and then you get a guess. You know how it works. Two fifty TAB right. bonus bets up for grabs. Let's go. Question number one. Okay. Was it in a final of a world championship? Was it in a final <laughs> of a world championship? Where's my little... Uh... <laughs> yes, it was, Dan. Right. Two more questions and then you guess, so narrow down your inkling. Right. Is the sport dark? Yes, it is, Dan. Come on, Dan. One more Uh, question. Does it it involve Michael Van Gerwen? Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. It does. Yes, it does. (laughs) Now now your guess. Okay. I believe it's the final of the World Championship this year with Michael Smith, Michael Van Gerwen. And after six starts each, they were both on uh, a nine-dart finish. Mm-hmm. Van Gerwen just missed, and Michael Smith got a nine-dart finish. I remember do, you know, that. do you know what? I almost want to give Dan the prize 
just for the detail he's just given us, Steph. That is the whether, most detail we've ever been received on the vault. Correct or not. Like you've taken your little stethoscope to the vault there, and you've just picked that lock clean off. Let's find out if you're correct, shall we? I like that sound. Yeah, the the combination finishing in this game is going to be key. You can tell by the way they're scoring. There may be nothing in it. They may both be on nines. Michael may miss and Michael may hit. They're both on nines. They're both on a nine. This is insane. Come on now. Wow, the World Championship final. Michael Van Gerwen is on a nine data in the World Final. And just misses double 12. Over to you. One man misses, does the other man get? I have never seen the like. Come on, Spully Boy! Yes, double 12! That is the most amazing Lagos you will ever see in your life! I can't speak! I can't speak! Absolutely unbelievable! And I had to let the audio play out, Steph, because it is one of the all time greats. Dan, he done it. And all it took was an inkling. All it took was an inkling. What what gave it away for you, Dan? Oh, the individual sport and not a ball sport was one. Yeah. Um, And the fact that, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen that on social media and YouTube and that (laughs) I I think it's absolutely great. Yeah, and and, um, I always liked that uh, around Christmas time and that, watching that, so... um, yeah, no, no, it was fantastic. I just, yeah, but they were the two that sort of gave it away for me was the individual sport, but wasn't a ball sport. Plus, it's not a um, team, you know, like a, it's not a um, Olympic sport either. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, well, what happened? What's happened recently that you know? Yeah, yeah so, uh, that's yeah. good effort at 250, Steph. And we talked about because I told Steph, I actually did tell Steph what it was a couple of days ago, and the, we both agreed that the reason why it would trip people up is because I generally go for like historic audio, and mm. so this is only there's only a month old, Steph, yeah. very fresh. And the darts thing, people were t- people thought, oh, team sport, ball sport, you know. Darts wouldn't have sort of come across most people's minds except no, for Dan. So except for Dan, he got it, he cracked it. Yeah, yeah. Too fit. Stay on the line, mate. We'll get awesome. you, get your details. You stay there. We'll get Private M to get your details down. We'll organise that. Problem. What a price. What a price. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, just a couple of text messages to clean up. Uh, someone suggests Foxy in the top 10 on the European Tour. John, I'm with you. I've looked at that field on the DP Tour. Um, I can't believe he's not favourite, actually. I think. Actually, no. Without any research, I feel like he's the best golfer in the field. Except for Thorbjorn Ollison. I'm a big fan of his, but he's a little bit hot and cold. I think a Foxy top ten or top five and even a sneaky fiver on him to win at seventeens isn't isn't the worst. Um I've read that one. I like to keep up to date with all of these. Uh have you got time for a quick chat, Sam? We've had someone's text in asking, Are you okay after Tommy? Tommy touchdowns. Oh yeah, TB twelve. Tommy T Bone. Tommy touchdowns. Um, yeah, the goat, the greatest of all time. Uh, look, yeah, I um, like Tommy. Staff used a lot of my emotion last year with the initial announcement. Yeah. So you know, it sort of it doesn't hurt as much this time around. To be fair, 
And of course, he's not playing for the Pats anymore as well. But I do love the man. Gosh, you know I love what it man. means, though, eh? You know what this means. Your what? dream interview yep. just got a little bit easier. Ah, uh, maybe less hurdles. Although I did say, probably, I'm going to say eight, nine years ago. It was post-America, two or three years after I'd come back. And I told myself one of my biggest regrets would be not seeing Tom Brady live. And I had so many chances, Steph. He stayed on for me for so many years. He was saying to me, Sammy, come on, son. I'm doing another year. I'm 40, man. I'm doing another year. Get over here. And I didn't take him up on it. Uh. And here I am, Steph, and it will probably be one of my biggest regrets has never been able to see Tommy play. I will get over it if I get an interview with him. He just needs to bring out a book or something. Yeah. And we'll get him. And we'll get him. Yeah. Um, Mark says he's in Wanaka that weekend for the Red Bull event, driving home from Christchurch in a new ute. I might talk to the missus into that instead of looking at property. Mark, do yourself a favour. The house won't go anywhere. The property won't go anywhere. The Red Bull Fox run is on one day only, and you will not regret it. Uh, from Mike Staffy, great interview with Jess Blewett. She is really making it on the world stage, and she'll be good for podiums in the UCI series this year. Great to hear downhill mountain biking on the radio. Keep it up. Yep, I love all my different sports, as you know, Mike, as a regular listener. Um, <laughs> go, Dan. That gave me goosebumps yet again, Graham from the Wire Rapper. You love that commentary. All right, we're going to have a break. Gosh, I'm actually no, I've got a couple more. Have I got more text? No, I haven't got more text messages. I'm going to take a break. Um, I think we're going to have a look back in the day. I'm very much looking forward to. I've told you a couple of times, but these new listeners to the station. In the last wee while, Mitch McLennigan and Rick Dog are hosting. Oh no, Mitch McLennigan and Kirsty are hosting the run home. Mitch McLennigan is hot on New Zealand cricket and the administration thereof. I think they're going to play a game or they're going to do something, but he don't hold hold back, does the big man. Uh, the left, what does he call the LHQ, left-hand quicks? I can't, left hand, he's, got a, he's got a moniker anyway. But that is between uh, four and seven. And remember, Phoenix Nation is between three and four. And double, remember, that running it straight, our great Kiwi League show hosted by Sammy and Tony Kemp. That starts again next Wednesday, 3-4. to four. So it's all coming. And it's just, all coming. And, and the reason why it started next Wednesday, Steph, is because we've got the All-Stars game next Saturday. However, Have we? we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have a little chat about the All-Stars game, whether that's actually going to go ahead. I, I was looking forward to it. Māori All-Stars versus Indigenous All-Stars next Saturday, Rotorua. Me and Kempe heading down for the call. Um, going to be live on SNZ, but will it go ahead? So, Sammy, you just suggested that the Indigenous All-Stars game could be under threat, and I'm guessing it's because of this collective bargaining agreement and the players. And uh, I mean, it's next week. Yeah, I know. We're only a week away, Steph. And, um, yeah, it, it all makes sense to me when we started talking about it, but uh, you actually brought it up on my radar because old um, Scotty Settler, good friend of ours here at ECNZ, um, appeared on, was it 1170 over in Sydney this yeah, morning? Yeah, the breakfast show this morning. He was talking all about the NRL CBA uh, issue and the All-Stars game came up. Now, Seth, do you think with all this drama with the NRL and RLPA, are you thinking we're going to kick off in a month's time? Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised if the All-Stars games goes ahead. Oh, really? Uh, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if that goes ahead if it continues the way it is. Um, you know, I think the... Uh, I've, you know, I was never really an RLPA... I, I, never, I remember when, in 2003 when the Rugby League Players Association were trying to get a, a um, you know, an increase in salary, and I, I never really tried to buy into it too much, to be quite honest. And I remember there was one occasion where you know, we, we were the minor premiers and they wanted to try and 
use our game against the Brisbane Broncos, the first final, as a way to stand up as a playing group. And they said, oh, we're going to run out 15 minutes late to disrupt the, the TV coverage of the game, the Channel 9 game on the Sunday. And, and a lot of the guys that were putting their hands up and, and you know walking down the street with pitchforks saying we're going to support the cause, as soon as it meant running out late and, and creating a bit of a diversion through... Um, through the TV coverage, all of a sudden the, their arms went down as if to say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, we don't want to destabilise the game. But I think the playing group's a lot stronger now than what it was you know, 20 years ago. So um, yeah, I'd be surprised if the All-Stars games goes ahead, to be quite honest. And then uh, the NRL, I, I believe, probably sat on their hands a little bit too long on this and didn't think the playing group were going to be as strong. Um, I, think, I think Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo probably think that Clinton Newton hasn't got... Well, I think they initially thought that he didn't have the support that they thought he would. And as we see, I think the, the support's starting to to um, yeah, gather a lot more strength. So, yeah, I'll be, like I said, I'd be surprised if the All-Stars game goes ahead. Which... Uh, He's pretty well connected too. Yeah, and, and I think probably more to the point, Steph, and we spoke to... Um, who was it we spoke to... Was it last week or the week before about the NRL? Uh, Jimmy. We spoke to oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, last yes. week about the NRLCBA, and we sort of all agreed that even if they come to a solution, it's probably not going to be in the next like 10 to 14 days, which does put the All-Stars game in doubt. And at the same time, Steph, I mean, if you're one of the Aussie players, do you want to come over to, to Rotorua in a month, all of this stuff, and, and do that? I mean, just, just given the context of what's going on and the uncertainty, um, I, yeah, I... I'm a little bit worried about it, to be honest. I don't think we're going to hear them probably until 24 hours before. Well, well they, I guess they've got to fly over and stuff, don't yeah, they? Yeah, a bulk of them have to fly. Most of them will have to fly over. Mm. And it's not straight into Auckland playing in Auckland. You're flying to Auckland, probably flying to Rotorua. Mm. So that adds on hours. That, and they'd want a training run and a captain's run. I'd imagine they would be coming over about Wednesday mm. and then have a training Thursday, Friday's your rest. It's Saturday, isn't it? Correct, yeah. Friday's your rest day and captain's run, and then you play on Saturday. So they're going to have to get here Wednesday. So their decision's going to have to be made this weekend. And they're just sitting back saying, sort it out, we're not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm still really interested to see where the Kiwi players sit on all of this, eh? Particularly yeah. the Warriors boys, but yeah. We just haven't heard, have we? We tried very hard earlier this week. <clears throat> uh, last week, yeah, we did try to, to get to someone out of it, but it didn't quite work. So I might, I might try it for tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Watch the space for the Indigenous All-Stars. If it does go ahead, we'll have live commentary here courtesy of Sam and Kempe. Very passionate about their rugby league and that will be a heck of occasion. And if it didn't go ahead, I'd really feel for the Bay of Plenty and Rotorua people because it's a wonderful venue for a game exactly like that in, um, in Rotorua. It's a, it's a fantastic vibe down there. So we'll try and get someone from the Warriors about where they're at. I feel like they might be a little bit removed. They've probably got a spokesperson, but they're not fully immersed being over here in um, New Zealand. All right, um, last ad break before the news. Uh, we'll come back and we'll have a look back on this day, what's happened in February 2nd and years gone by. Here's what happened back in the day. Yes, and what a day this was for New Zealand and in Christchurch on no, in 1974, the men's 1,500-metre final it was the last day of the Commonwealth Games in 1974. Tanzanian Philbert by John Walker went toe to toe. 80 metres left. And it's Walker chasing Bay, but Bay won't be caught. Bay's got a minute. And it looks as if it's very close to the world record. Bay wins. Walker next. Chip Joe next. Dixon next. And the world record has been taken. 
Yes, boy, ran the first 800 and 152.2. Eased up a little bit in the third lap and then kicked away. 332.2. John Walker also broke the um, world record. That was uh, Jim Ryan's just before Philbert Bay crossed. uh, He broke it, but so did John Walker. And third, fourth and fifth, third, fourth and fifth, um, they broke, well, they became the fifth, sixth and seventh fastest 1,500 metres of all time. There was so much anticipation when they were going to meet at the 76 Montreal Olympics, but of course Tanzania joined other African nations in boycotting the Games in the protest against the All Blacks Tour of South Africa. Probably wouldn't have competed anyway as he had malaria shortly before the Olympics began. What a what a match race that was. 2004, Roger Federer became the world's number one ranked tennis player and he held it for 237 weeks until August 2008, four years, and then Rafa took over. Birthdays today, supercars driver Lee Holdsworth, his birthday today, along with Gerard Piquet and Shane Archibald, the Kiwi cyclist, his birthday as well today. On this day, the number one movie was Next Stop Greenwich Village. Never heard of it. Number one song, never heard of it, till it plays by the Ohio Players. Heard of it. Thank you for your company. Remember, we are knocking off from afternoons. Thank you to Golf for joining us. Uh, as they do, they fuel your mission all year round. Phoenix Nation with Ricardo Ball is up next. Then the run home with uh, Mitch and Kirst. Big thanks to Sammy Hewitt and to Private M. Debut, it's a pass.